All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. David, Super Bowl week. We'll talk about that in a minute. And uh, we have some big Timberwolves uh, news, thanks to a nice win yesterday. But I do want to ask you about this breaking news that just came over about the Dartmouth men's basketball team. Mm -hmm. This is so interesting because this may be just the beginning of what we're seeing with, with a question I think a lot of us have wondered. Are college athletes, if you're on the basketball team or if you're on the football team, are they more employee or are they more student? It, well, that, yeah, that's the really interesting. It's an interesting question. And as I was reading this, I, it, as much as I would love to say with, with the big college machine and how much some of the that athletes make for their schools, if I'm not mistaken, their money comes from NIL, which doesn't necessarily come from the school itself. Right. So the schools aren't actually paying them. They're giving them their scholarships. But do the schools do, does money exchange hands between the schools and the student athletes? If yeah. the answer is no, in my mind, and I, I'm not a you know a great labor reporting person, in my mind, then they're not employees because you're not receiving anything other than your education. So not, and nothing's changed. These guys have always received their education. The difference is now is they can make money off their name and likeness. So it's 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 a very intriguing topic, well, and it's one and, and that's what the, not going away. So the reason we bring this up is that yeah. t- just today, the National Labor Relations Board has ordered a union election for Dartmouth College men's basketball players. The players said they wanted to unionize, and the 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 way this has been debated, and I'm I'm. I I think they, in my opinion, I think that those kids are mostly treated like an employee. Sure. They have Better a, than employees, actually, in most cases. And so the compensation they get, yes, is scholarship. But the main thing that student athletes get is they get into the school. Mm-hmm. And that is, there's value to that. So, like, you get, you know, whereas my kid is going to apply... And, and has the grades. I don't know if Sam will want to or not, but Sam could apply for I, Ivy League schools. Mm-hmm. And he has a, you know, one out of 5,000 chance. Whereas if you're a recruited student athlete, you're in. So it's a different. So so that is what I think the labor uh, experts, that is what they're looking at. And they're saying, look, if you look at the student athlete handbook, how is that different from an employee's handbook? It's just very interesting because it's not the way we've all sort of thought about this one way forever. Like right. You get an education. You're a student athlete. That is an amazing benefit. Yes. Um, it is interesting that a new generation is saying, yeah, like that's cool. And we want more. Think, well, like, and if you. You think about it, too, is some of these athletes, you know, at a Dartmouth or whatever, Dartmouth basketball, 
they probably don't have access to, to NIL funds like some other players right. do at bigger schools. Right. What's really intriguing to me here is that this, you know, if you remember a few years ago, Northwestern football tried to do this. Yes. Tried to unionize. And it's talked about in this article, and, and they and they were not able to. It was um, – and, and so – they appealed it, and they basically said, "Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna uphold this." So, what's different now? That's what that's what I yeah. think Dartmouth is going to run into. Well, and what's different is, what's is changed. the Biden administration is you know that's who appointed the NLRB regional director, yeah, who made this ruling, and the general counsel for so so that's sort of. You know, the politics have changed. Maybe our understanding of, like, the amount of work that these young people do, uh, maybe that's changed, too. It's probably different than what it was like when, you know, 20, 25 years ago when you and I were in college. I also don't understand the benefit, per se, because in this article it says they'd be allowed to negotiate, you know, unionizing. Can you negotiate your salary, which they're not getting, but working conditions, including practice hours and travel? Yeah. I mean, they're gonna are they gonna hold out for better time at the gym? They already travel well, I'm sure. Yeah, as most Division One programs do. It's interesting. Like I yeah. think most most you know, often people who are not in a union uh, have uh, the idea that it's all about pay, but for it's m- not. It's no. almost never really about pay. It's about work conditions, rules, that sort of thing. Leave it to the smart kids at Dartmouth to well, come yeah, up with I something mean, like honestly, this. Honestly, the biggest nerds in sports. <laughs> Like, who else? <laughs> hey, I wasn't coming up with it at Hobart and William Smith Colleges in 1997, I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Marquette University, I think most of those student-athletes are pretty happy. Right? <laughs> but maybe not. Maybe they look at it and say, look how much the school makes off of us. What's interesting is the Dartmouth kids, like, you know, I don't think Dartmouth is making any money off their student-athletes, let's be real. but Maybe their hockey team? Maybe, but the union, you know, uh, the the National Labor Relations Board says just because the employer isn't making money, that has nothing to do with whether or not it's an employee-employer relationship. Thank goodness. Cause yeah, that great. Case, How we would have been out of television a long time yeah, ago, Jason. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know what? That's a fair point. That's a fair point. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, I was so excited for Chris Finch. Yeah. I really like Chris Finch. Last year, I think so many fans were ready to toss him mm-hmm. because it was so difficult kind of getting the Ru- Rudy Gobert situation to work, and Cat was hurt most of the season and all of that. It was a frustrating season last year. But, boy, nothing cures your uh, your kind of questions about a head coach like winning. And yeah, what- he gets to coach the All-Star team because the I love that. set the best record. And and he and really, dad. he took he took a really long time to become a full time head coach in the NBA. You know he he danced around a little bit as some assistants. He coached, I think, internationally. Um, it, but he he's really he put in his dues to get here, and so that I, I love that about it. I love the fact that he was able to, and probably because of the route he took, 
has been able to manage a lot of high-priced, high, you know, high-end talent mm, and yeah. keep everybody happy. And that's not easy to do. It's definitely not easy to do in the NBA. It's definitely not. And you're able to keep that high-end talent happy. You're able to keep a guy like, you know, we can't say enough about Nas Reed, right? He could definitely go to any other team in the yeah. league and probably be a, a number one. But he's willing to, to split time because he wants to be a part of this team. Managing these these ta- these talents is so much more of the coaching than it is the X's and O's, in my mind. They all know how to play basketball at this point. It's about it's about believing in your coach so that you'll buy into his system and you'll want to be here to win. And so I'm I'm really happy for him. Nobody deserves it more. I'm I'm super happy for him. You're right about managing all those players, Dave. And there's the other way around, right? Or the managing of management, right? I mean, remember yep. the guy that hired him here at the Timberwolves got fired about five minutes later. Great point. And mm, yep. now you've got new ownership yeah. coming in and a new general manager, and he's just blended in seamlessly with all of those guys. And that never happens in professional sports. Yeah. I mean, new management, new general manager always want to bring in a new coach, and Finch is just getting the job done. Well, look at what happened to Paul Molitor. I mean, he 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 was great when the ownership changed quickly, but it wasn't very long after that that, that he was out. And, and when he was let go, it wasn't after – if I'm remembering correctly, it wasn't like there were a number of losing seasons in a row. Yeah. It was like one or two, and that was the end of his run. Pretty cool stuff. We, yeah. ju- we, we, li- you know, I like him. He's, he's, he's on the second Harvest Heartland uh, board of directors with me. And you look at a guy like that where you're like, ah, you know, it's just like there's the celebrity on the board. <laughs> but like he's been out unpacking. Uh, yeah. trucks with me in North Minneapolis, like no cameras, nothing, just Finchy showing up and doing the work and being a nice but guy. But I think, I also think Jason, that that attitude probably stretches into the locker room. I'm too. sure guys yeah. believe that this yeah. is a guy that's willing to, I'm not just going to tell you to do something. I'm going to show you how to do it. And if it's not, you know what, we might do it together. And that's yeah. the kind of, that's the kind of attitude. And that's the kind of disposition that athletes really respond to. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. Twins, uh, you know, we asked at Twins Fest, we asked the front office, like, hey, like, is anything happening? Like, what's going on? And then as soon as Twins Fest was over, it's been, like, go time. So they got they got a, another reliever, apparently. We got him, a 36-year-old, yeah. Jay Jackson. Uh, oh, yeah. Seems promising, even though, like, at 36... He's sort of an old guy by Major League Baseball standards, right? Uh, anytime you can have depth in your bullpen, I mean, it, it's it's a good thing, right? It, yeah. it probably, and I don't know the financial deal uh, details of his deal, but it's probably not terribly uh, taxing on the on the salary cap. But it's not a bad thing to get another reliever. It, it's twenty seven strikeouts and twenty five appearances last year. Like that's not that's, bad. That's pretty good. That's all right. That's pretty good. I, I, Again, anytime you can have more arms, the better. Because as we know, in a 162 game season, you know people are going to get hurt. You got to have them. Yeah, I mean, I don't think this is what's getting us to the. Uh... But maybe it is. You think so? Maybe this is it. Maybe he gets the final out in the World Series <laughs> next year. Maybe. Do you have Cause... a? Do you have a? Uh, do you have a Super Bowl prediction? I haven't sat down to really think about it yet uh but i do what come on <laughs> yesterday we were we were what talking a load. about what a ridiculous <laughs> answer 
Are you kidding me? You're breaking down the analytics here, Dave. I mean, who do you well, think? Well, first, I want to get my. Who cares? Like, I want to pick... know what commercials are airing during the Super Bowl first. <laughs> then I'll start uh, talking about football. All right. I would love to see Andy Reid get another Super Bowl title. I, I think we talked about this yesterday on our show that that he has not quite gotten the respect as some of the other coaches, and it's a small list who have won more than two Super Bowls. Yeah, it's like him. Chuck Knoll, Bill Walsh, and Bill Belichick, and and Belichick's won six, and so it's a really I'd, I'd love to see that. Yeah. What I don't I don't know how they're going to slow down Christian McCaffrey, who is the best running back in the game. Yeah, and I'd love to see Brock Purdy go from you know I mean, it, what a great storyline, Mister yeah. Irrelevant to Super Bowl champion. Why not? All right. So it sounds like he wants both teams to win. Yeah. Which is, I want. That's a here's nice what I want. answer to who's going to win. Just cheering for just pick a pick. Just make a pick. Come on. I want sport. everybody Forget to it. have We're a done. good just, time. He's done. We're I done want everybody to have a good time. Stop. Put that in my open next time. Stop it. Uh, Chiefs by a touchdown. Dave Schwartz will hold you to this. Back in a minute. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.